You busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I almost did a somersault trying to get to the phone just now. Mm-hmm. The way that this word is in me is absolute. I, I, it's um. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. (laughs) Literally, I live the inspiration that I seek. And sometimes that's not an easy burden to bear. That sounds prettier than what it actually feels like at times. There was a certain situation that occurred with my daughter that I didn't tell you about yet. And I purposely, nope, I can't say that. That's not the truth. She and the devil. I held it. To, for the opportune time and the Holy Spirit was just like, yo, it's time. And I was like, okay, you ready? Let's go get them. Uh, I never expose this because I don't speak what I want to see. Remember me telling you that? Mm-hmm. My daughter picked up a speech impediment. I don't know. You're like, sis, what are you talking about? Pick up. I- I'm going to explain if you would just Make sure that you understand this is a non-judgmental phone call. Okay, because you kind of just now gave me very gossipy air ear just now. Okay, um, Here's the thing. She went to this daycare, and I guess there was a little boy there at the time that she found to be cute, what have you, because who finds people cute at three? But that's between her and the Lord. And she came home, and she was like, Ma, guess what? There's this boy in my class and he speaks like, and she began to reiterate a stutter. And I was like, oh, and she was like, but it's so cute. And I was like, actually, no, it isn't. But you know, that's somebody's grandbaby and we don't gossip about them. Right. Right. I noticed that a couple of days turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into she developed the same speech impediment. And so I did everything that I knew to do. Uh, Got her, I I prayed over her. You know, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that when I'm conquering something, I'm doing it both in the spirit and in the natural, okay? So I prayed over her, did the whole, you know, loose hair in the name of Jesus. Like I I got, (laughs) I dug deep when it came to my spiritual bag, okay? Um, I got, I was feeling peppermints in the spiritual bag, you understand? Uh, So yeah, I went there. Uh, Then I went to the natural. I went ahead and got her, with a speech pathologist, uh, made her look at stuff. I, we did everything. And, um, yeah. And so what I'm noticing about God and in the spiritual realm is that there's always an end date to what he no longer wants you to struggle with. And so I want to say out of the blue, but very much aligned with God. I said to her one morning before taking her to school, when are you going to be done with uh, the stutter? Rebuke in the name of Jesus. I don't want to speak it. And she was like, um, and so she gave me whatever her particular reasoning was. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, well, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm getting ready to be. Oh, I see. Yeah. So how old do you want to be still having an issue with your speech? Cause this is up to you now. And so I laid out to her exactly what I'm telling you. I'm like, listen, I done prayed. Okay, uh, we got you speech pathologists. We got this, that, and the third. We did this, that. And so at this point, either you're holding on to it or you don't know that you have the same power that Jesus had that raised him out of the grave, okay, and is living in you. Oh, I went, listen, 
very much Sunday services, which she got on a Tuesday. <laughs> the club just don't go up. Okay. And so we had that conversation. And do you know, the very next day, I got a call from the director of her school. And they were like, hey, she's in my office. Her teacher just sent her up here. She kind of, they, they're doing some kind of uh, speech presentation. And she said she wasn't doing it. And so the teacher was like, you know what, just send her up here. I said, hmm. So I'm from the old school. Your teacher called me. I'm calling you when we get home, but it's not going to be with the telephone. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a different kind of conversation. And so I'm trying to sort through was she disrespectful? Was she you know, trying to get all through that? And then she was like, actually, I don't really know what's going on. They sent her up here. So I called you immediately so that we can kind of sort through it together. And so after gathering some information, I was like, oh, okay, I think I see what it is. I said, well, can I share something with you that she has not shared with you yet? She was like, yeah. So she kind of signaled for my daughter to close the door. I can hear all this, you know, and see it in the spirit. It's hilarious because sidebar, when I was telling my daughter what I saw, she was like, how did you know that, ma'am? When God assigns you to something, he gives you a certain set of special instructions that will blow people's minds. You are my assignment. So I see into every situation that's trying to attack you. Mm -hmm. Let that be something. So, uh, yeah, that was something. Did you feel that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit trying to do some stuff. But let, listen, <laughs> let him use me. You understand? Uh, so when the door closed and resuming the conversation with the director, I then it revealed that there was a speech issue. And that I was just talking to her about this yesterday and this time and third. And so the director began to say she named certain teachers and other directors and people in high places who also suffered from that speech impediment. But then she was also able to admit that that's something that she had to conquer as a child as well. And she said she noticed that it was triggered by fear. And sometimes it was just that her thoughts just was kind of going a hundred miles per hour before her brain and her mouth can go ahead and, you know, have some unison. And I said, oh my gosh, the same thing happened to me. And so she was like, but when I learned how to breathe and pace myself and think about what I want to say first, she was like, I was able to go ahead and get over that. And so after we had that conversation, I felt so relieved. But then her teacher came into the room, not knowing that I was on speaker and the way in which I heard her, him speak to her, I noticed immediately, oh, you trigger her. He was giving very much Joe Jackson, but without the utensil, if you catch my drift, right? Uh, sir, who are you talking to? Very much. Like I was taking off earrings and badges at the same time because I didn't know <laughs> what direction. You understand? Because very much New York still. Okay. Uh, saved, not soft. Shouts out to Emmanuel on um, IG. But what got me was the conversation went from me trying to figure out what my daughter was struggling with without her being able to figure out this is what I'm struggling with. So after that entire conversation, she, you know, we had our day and I went and got my nails done and uh, with her and I had a girl's day impromptu. Yeah. And, you know, she picked out the nice little French. She got a little classy taste, you know, 
I, I went the ratchet route, but that's between me and the Lord. And so I'm letting her know, like, hey, listen, you know, avoidance is not the way to go. You know, this time the third, this is a Friday. Praise God that this particular presentation for this speech is not until Monday. You get to study. You get to do that. And I thought it was a home run. Like, I literally heard, like, in my spirit. Very much. <laughs> Because very much encore is what I felt like in my spirit. Don't you know Sunday when I realized I hadn't seen that she was studying or not? I was like, so what you doing for your speech tomorrow? Do you know that your grandbaby, because mm -hmm, that's what she's going to be when I'm not in the mood. Your grandbaby looked at me and said the following. And I quote, oh, I have to still do the speech. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that it took everything, mm -hmm. I said, I'm sorry. You thought I had that whole conversation with you on Friday for fun? You thought I, I didn't budget for your nails and gave you some of my play money for your nails for fun? <laughs> like, what did you? So I tried to um, help and Praise God for um, other ovaries beforehand. My son came downstairs, got a little glimpse of what was going on. He was like, oh, you're not helping. He spent the next hour training her in a way that I could not do in the last 10 years. And that's a word right there. Sometimes you are struggling with something, not realizing that your help is going to come from a place that you probably deem as unqualified oh but you don't have a degree oh but you don't have no kids oh but you don't have and so you may be shunning and rejecting the very thing the very person that God sent to help but because you don't identify it as help you are going to continue to struggle in that area it will behoove you to just go ahead and be a spiritual starfish. That's what I visualize when I think of just relinquishing everything and allowing God to do whatever it is that God wants to do. If God can make a donkey talk, he can use whomever to talk to me. If he made a three-month-old talk, I'd be like, you got an IG? Because I'm finna follow you. You like the wisest. Like, listen, I'm not nothing's above you understand it's how I'm literally feeling and so that wasn't even as the preacher say where I was gonna go with my sermon you understand but that that may be just for me low-key that may be for you between you and the lawyer how you want to go ahead and take it and so super excited so we got all that he's helping her out Banana. like I'm hearing the rocky in the background like it just kept getting louder like go baby like that's what I was feeling in my spirit I don't know what she was hearing but I definitely saw the gray sweats I said where she get that outfit from she didn't come downstairs with that but that's between her and the Lord so the very next morning I was like okay go ahead so we in the car because I drive her in the morning I'm like go ahead and I made her practice like three times and then we stopped we had a break and then I was like okay one more time and then I did a real quick impromptu nope do it right now because the speech in totality literally I timed her was 52 seconds and so it wasn't like we was drilling something that was like, bruh, you're going to make her forget some words. Like, no, it's 52 seconds. You can do it. Okay. Um, it was, it, yeah, it's less than a minute. You'll be okay. And so all that is great. So the speech, 
uh, particular thing that they had was scheduled for 10 o'clock. So I'm like, okay. So I'm super nervous. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. I haven't been that nervous since Beyonce's concert. I can't, literally. So I text her teacher. I said, hey, ask her if she wants me to go because I don't know if me being there is going to make her more nervous. Like, I don't know. Because last night she told her brother, or the night before that, she told her brother, she said, listen, um, are you coming? He was like, why you keep staring at me when you're doing a speech? It makes you comfortable. So, and she said, yes. So I was like, oh, so if I wasn't helping before, I don't know if she want me to be there. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not trying to mess up the vibe. So, okay, resume. I text the teacher. Got back nothing. That grandbaby sent me absolutely nothing. So I go in panic mode real quick because who's not a supportive parent? That's not what we finna do. So I emailed the baby. Pause. Because when my baby has questions, like, uh, can I have extra snacks, blah, 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 she don't have a phone. She emails me. <laughs> Very annoying. Uh, like, I'm at my job, and you know how it pops up the notification. I see the baby's name. I'm like, seriously? She's like, hey, mom. Um, you got any snacks you think you can escape? I didn't have that privilege. And I'm like, no, ma'am, that's not what you're doing. So resume. So I emailed her like, hey, you're going to be great. You're confident that at the center at 9, 16 a.m. Okay. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be, would you like me to be there? You know what she sends back? Nothing. Both of those grandbabies sent me absolutely nothing. I was like, you have got to be. So I'm like, okay, but I wasn't panicking because I already knew that this particular speech was going to be broadcasted on the school's website on Facebook Live, which was part of her ain'ts as well, right? So I'm like, okay. So I tune in and I'm like, oh, I got to go through the, I don't want to say boring part, but the um, extracurricular classrooms and group two, state your name and y'all could, so we 35 minutes in, we going on 40 and then I see the baby's name. And she was listed second to last. And I was like, Beyonce finna come on stage. Like, that's what it felt like, right? Why am I whispering? Not sure, but just get into the moment. So the classroom, it it's like a group of four. First person come up. Everybody clap. Second person, same thing. Third person, same thing. Fourth person is my baby. From the time that the teacher came up, because she was announcing each student before they started, she announced the baby's name. The baby's not there. Hmm. Yeah, the baby's not there. So I'm looking in the screen like, bro, is she behind a curtain or something? Like, what's up? Okay. The baby then walks slowly. I'm talking DSL. Okay. Up to the podium. She puts her paper down. She visibly puts her hand over her face to go, breathe, breathe. She did that motion about twice, right? I think the baby almost forgot her name. She turns around to look at her name. Like, oh, yeah, that's my name. Okay. Looks back into the crowd, looks up, looks down at her paper, takes the paper, and walks off the stage. The crowd claps anyway. I was like, so I'm watching this and I'm like, no, but we studied for this. 
No, you're prepared. No, where's the confidence? I got your nails done with my play money. Like what happened? I cannot describe to you what I felt. It was almost like you didn't even try to dribble. Like we, we all came out here to support. And I was so disappointed. So the next baby came up and he, oh, my speech is done at this down the third. And so he went after finishing and stood by the rest of his classmates, that particular group of four to five. I see, I don't even, nope, I hear the crowd start to clap, but a different type of clap. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of like, yeah, yeah, have a nice day. It was like a, like a conjuring up. And so I look back, the baby is walking back up with the director. Yes, the director that called me and was like, this is the same issue that I had. And what I didn't tell you is that the director told me that she had that issue and was on the debate team. And so her words were talk about pressure. And so for that moment, I seen the director do what almost would have symbolized what she wished someone would have done for her. And so I seen her embrace my baby and walk back to the podium. And I heard this little screech, almost as if I couldn't tell at that moment, but I was questioning, like, is she crying? But it was so played off because she had her mask on and this, that, and the third. So I don't know what happened. Then the devil, elemental P, my phone freezes, right? But I'm like, no. So I see her do the look up thing again. Like, okay, God, you're going to do something, right? And then the phone freezes for a little bit. So I'm in panic mode. I ain't going to hold you. Panic. I'm like, do I need to run over there real quick? And then it comes back up with the only portion that I missed or that it didn't pick up on was her saying her name. So she went ahead and she got through it. Candy wrapper. Candy wrappers. And got through the whole thing. And you see the director like holding her and shaking her head, almost like a motherly, like calm down. You got it. This is good. That baby didn't mess up. Not one time. Not only that, she had the director of her program ushering her and being the midwife for that season. Not only that, when that baby finished and said, thank you, that crowd responded like they was part of the beehive. I'm t- you know what? And I wasn't even going to do this. I'm literally going to, because I recorded it. I literally want you to hear. I'm not even going to put her business in the streets because I didn't ask her if she wanted you to know that part. But I'm going to let you hear how these people sound, what the sound was once she left. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. See, now now we got to go ahead. I got to show you because you, you invested into the story. So who's not going to exactly who, who's going to leave a cliffhanger? Not I. I want you to hear how this crowd totally supported this baby, totally supported her. And I want you when you hear this, the director hugged her as if she was hugging herself. Like real talk. I need you to mm, listen. Here I am saying, listen, and I ain't even press the freaking button. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Okay, um, let me go back. Okay. Let me see. Okay, and here it goes.
Did you hear that last? Listen, I'm trying not to cry. My gosh, you don't know what you'll be able to conquer when you just get past the test. I called her immediately because I got the director's phone number by heart. I got it in speed dial, you understand? And I was like, can I talk to her, please? And she gets on the phone and I said, you now have a testimony because you passed the test. I want you to understand that avoidance is never going to be the reward you seek. Everything that you do from this point on, you are more than a conqueror. And I'm going straight Baptist mom style, (laughs) straight from the roots. But I was so proud proud that she was able to do something that I don't think most adults could have been able to do your entire class the entire grade level is in this auditorium and they saw you forfeit walk out on something that you were already prepared to conquer and it just was a super reminder of like so much for me so when she came back and we were having that talk and I'm like, how did you feel? So when I finally saw her after school, I was like, let me ask you something. What made you go back up? She said, well, when I walked off, the director asked me, hey, if I go back up there with you, will you go again? And I said, yes. And I was like, oh, and then she says, because I didn't want you to have to come up to the school and embarrass me. Okay, now pause. <laughs> okay. You know how every mother uses that line like, and if I got to come up to the school, that I may, I may, you know, perusing them streets on that side. So she literally only went up there and conquered because she knew if she came back to me and didn't, it was going. I didn't know whether to be embarrassed a little bit. Um, I was like, I hope she didn't tell. Okay. I didn't know whether to feel like, you know, uh, Joe Jackson, like, listen, what I did to you made you a superstar. You know, I, I didn't know how to feel, you know, it just wasn't really clear at that moment. But then God immediately took me somewhere and I was like, "Mm, you know what, (laughs) uh, I think I see the beauty in being bamboozled to your next level. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to read Exodus 4 real quick. And you know I read from the NLT version, right? Okay, we should know that by now because we've been talking for how long, but that's fine. I'm going to go ahead and start at verse 10. Mm -hmm. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. Pause. Let me give you a little backdrop because I don't like to just go ahead. Okay. So Moses, the burning bush, that whole situation, God was like, look, Moses, I need you to go back down to Pharaoh real quick. Mm -hmm. Go downtown to Pharaoh and let him know, let my people go. Because like, who he keeping? That was my people. Like they was having that conversation. Moses was like, oh, okay. So here goes Moses' response to God saying, I'm getting ready to use you to do something dope. 10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been. And I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. 11. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? 12. Now go. I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. 
13. But Moses pleaded again, Lord, please send anyone else. 14. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right. He said, what about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. 15. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to do. 16. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. 17. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miracle or miraculous signs I have shown you. Low key, what God just did was gave Moses a dollar. Moses gave it back. God was like, okay, you don't want to do it. Here's four quarters. Moses was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Bro, he bamboozled you. This is the first time that I read this in this particular way, mostly because of what happened with the baby, you know, earlier with the whole situation with the speech. It was, God is not going to let you just passively go through life avoiding things because you're not comfortable because you don't see you the way that God sees you because you have already quantified what God has qualified Moses said to God literally uh sir I am not very good with words. I have never been. I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied in my words. So he said, bro, listen, uh, I know you said that you're omnipresent. You're in the beginning, middle and end. Yeah. I haven't been good in any of those areas. Okay. Before now a future. And even though you are speaking to me now, sir, still messing up. It, he quantified what God already qualified. And I love the fact that God wasn't like, you know what? Okay. Let Aaron speak. Cause you know what? You're right. He is a better speaker. You do the signs and mm I didn't even read the bamboozleness. I didn't really pick up all the bamboozleness. He literally, he got angry. He was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> what about your brother? Listen to this again. Verse 15, talk to him. And put the words in his mouth. And I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to say. Time out. He initially told you, Moses, just go ahead and say such and such to Pharaoh. You know, just let my people go. You know, in the web, whatever the tenor, you know, you can go soprano if you want. But however you do it, just use those words and you'll be okay. Moses then was like, nah, I don't really, I don't want to do that. He was like, okay, so now what you're getting ready to do is you're getting ready to speak in front of Pharaoh, but you're going to talk to Aaron. And while you talking to Aaron, then Aaron got to say some stuff. Do you realize that what you just signed up for was more of what you was afraid of? Sir, <laughs> it wasn't like God gave you the prescript so you could be like, um, Aaron, memorize this real quick. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. And y'all you know, could have rehearsed it real quick on the way. Like, you got that part. Oh, okay, we got that. Cool. Mm-mm. God was like, so not only am I not going to tell you what I'm going to say, I'm going to tell, I'm not talking to Aaron because I didn't call him. 
And just because you think Aaron is better at speaking, that's cool, but I didn't call Aaron. And so I'm not going to go outside of what I call just to make you comfortable. So if you want to use Aaron, you're fine. I'll go ahead and I'll give that a pass, but I'm not speaking to Aaron. I'm going to speak to you. You're going to have to speak to Aaron to for Aaron to then speak to Pharaoh. Yet you do not realize that the power is in the place that I anointed and I anointed your words. So I'm going to tell you what to say. You then have to go to Aaron and tell Aaron what to say. And then Aaron better have a mean sense of hearing because he's going to have to go back and tell Pharaoh the same things that I said. He literally said, and this is the part that had me like, hold on, God, because I see what you just said. You literally gave birth four quarters. So it was like, give me back your dollar. God was like, mm-hmm. He said, uh, and let me go back to that verse. He literally said in verse 16, Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. I'm sorry, what? Go back. 15, talk to him and put words in his mouth. Uh Uh-huh, so you're doing more talking. I will be with both of you as you speak. Mm, Moses, you, you see that you're okay. And I will instruct you both in what to say. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. So you just got promoted to, um, going from God to saying something to you and you just having a one way conversation. Okay. God, you said that. Okay. Listen, God said, blah, blah, blah. To now you're having to be the liaison between what God said and what God wants his people to know that he said, bro, you literally went from entry level to like CEO management and like, um, you, why you, and I guess the thing is like this, why weren't you scared of that? Why didn't you say, God, I just told you I can't speak, sir, (laughs) sir. I don't do well with the la 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 bumba is what I'm trying to explain to you. But When God explained that, oh, I'm about to promote how much you speak, that didn't scare you. And maybe it was because he said, listen, go down and tell Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was a trigger. Pharaoh was a trigger because the last time that he probably ever heard anything about Pharaoh third party, it was, yo, he's looking for you and he's going to kill you. And so when God brought back up, listen, you're going to have to go ahead and speak to him. There was a trigger. So the trigger was who you had to talk to. The issue wasn't talking at all. He then went ahead and tied in. Oh, my issue was with speaking. Mm-mm. Because when you were talking to them um, Hebrew boys and you were like, yo, why, why are we doing that to each other? I didn't read anything about you being slow to speak and whatever you described yourself as Moses. I didn't read any of that. It, it, you didn't have any of that when you killed the Egyptian, like, yo, real talk. Like, you didn't have any speech issue. I didn't see any of that documented. And either the Holy Spirit forgot or he just strategically didn't add that. But when it came time to God saying, okay, you talk to Aaron. And you tell Aaron what to say, there was no fear there. So what that shows me is that most of the time that we have a fear or a hang up, it is not the actual thing, the action 
the tangible situation. It's who we are looking at at the other end of that. So I wish Moses would have seen, I'm more comfortable talking to people who accept me. People who I know have my best interests at heart. People who have not put a hit bounty person on me. People who have, there is something about God saying, speak to Pharaoh that makes me a little bit nervous. More so than it is speak to Aaron and, and I'll tell him what to say. That just automatically dissipated any nerves whatsoever. So maybe your issue isn't that business idea. Maybe you need to ask God to give it to you in small chunks so that it can be palatable to you because you need a customized way of doing something. Maybe putting it on that particular platform isn't it for you. Maybe the way that somebody else had that level of success isn't it. Maybe the way that you like to network isn't really common. And so you're like, "Uh, I don't really know. No, it's not that you don't like to network. It's that you don't like to do it on this particular way, maybe you do better at face-to-face. Maybe you do better at digital marketing. Maybe you, who know, but you have not identified, oh, my hangup isn't relationships. It's deception, period. Because I realize I don't like deception in friendships. I don't like deception in family members. And so I just didn't realize that deception in an intimate relationship had me confused. I almost thought I didn't like relationships. No, you don't like intimacy mixed with deception. Hmm? No, it's not that you don't want to have kids. I mean, you probably don't want a whole bunch and, you know, the economy's not helping and all that. But what it is is you're up. blueprint of what good parenting looks like makes you feel ill-prepared. And so you're like, "Mm, I'm going to add a little bit of what happened to me based on what I know what happened to my family members and friends. And I'm going to just say, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going, I'm mm -mm, going to order from the dollar menu side of life so that it's just me and it's a singular situation this entire time. Like that you, you're not even realizing what the true hangup is. And it wasn't until I read this, it wasn't until the Holy Spirit brought back to the remembrance of my daughter. It wasn't until I started piecing all this together and I was like, oh my gosh, your issue isn't a fear of being broke. And that's why you're chasing money and chasing money. You were in a state as a teen, as a child, as a, someone who could not fend for themselves the way that would have made you feel stable and comfortable. And so you are trying to outlive that emotion and that's not how that works. Yeah. That's why no dollar amount makes sense to you or feels like, ah, I can stop now. That's why when stuff increases, you get nervous because it brings you back to that trigger. It brings you back to that Pharaoh. It brings you back to you looking at yourself as if you are ill-prepared, but God, qualified you you're different now you're not that person that you were in Egypt Moses it's way different now you look different you know better you can do better do not put yourself in a prison that you are now prepared to not be in at all like literally that's like being afraid that you're going to scrape your knees when you ride your bike it's like No, but the bike is my size now. I now can put knee pads on. Like if you can make sure that you're prepared for whatever prisoned you before, then why are we still afraid of that? Do you understand that? This 
portion of the Bible, Exodus 4, I have never seen it in this light until I was able to see up close and personal my daughter conquer Pharaoh. It was never speech. It was what she said to me was the whole school is going to is looking at me. The whole school. And you know what ended up happening? That entire auditorium, as you just heard, literally went wild for her conquering her Pharaoh. I want you to literally hear that and know that that's exactly what the angels do when you conquer your Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the boogie monster under the bed. That if you just got the courage enough to get up and turn the light on, you would realize, oh, it's nothing about it being under the bed. It's just that when it's too dark, my mind wanders. So I may not want to watch that, that, and that before I go to sleep. Do you see what I'm saying? Conquer your Pharaoh. It's a figment of your imagination. (laughs) Listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm Mm-hmm sure do uh but you know what these conversations are Mm -hmm. they are life-provoking conversations conversations that not that average person's gonna have with you but who your favorite homegirl uh listen you are following me on ig right Mm -hmm. the t-h-e shrive in inspire okay because i went to look the other day and i was like uh what you doing (laughs) where you at oh you not following don't say that. Like, that's how I felt in my spirit. But listen, I'm going to go ahead and hang up so that you can go ahead and follow me. Okay. Or just participate. I don't like the word follow. Just click it so we can inter- intermingle in the virtual. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. I'm going to go. That's my way of saying I'm hanging up now. Okay. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at creative to multiply.com. Very much created the number two multiply.com. Oh, and you know, your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go later.